This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. This is the Ruskin and Sack Podcast, brought to you by United Roofing and Waterproofing. Ruskin and Sack with you. It is Wednesday, I think. Yes, it is. This is ESPN Arkansas and HitThatLine.com. You know that by now. You know this is Ruskin and Zach. We've got uh, uh, Zach out again today. He continues his uh, vacation in uh, beautiful Pulaski County. And uh, filling in today for a little while is the one and only, you know him, you love him, you can't live without him, Ty Richardson from The Morning Rush. Hello, Ty. Derek, it's nice to be on a show that's far less structured and rigid. My shoes are off. Um, I right. didn't. I almost didn't even wear a shirt uh, during the next five hours. But uh, it, you, you take the you take the wheel, and I will uh, hold on for dear life on the uh, on the trailer hitch on the back. Okay. You get. You know, we're not in the same room, so if you want to take your shirt off, we're we don't care. I mean, that's uh that's fine. And yeah, um, if you don't crack do- a beer open into the microphone, I'll be disappointed too. But that's a whole yeah. other thing. I don't have, you know, it's not hog reaction. I should have last night. That was, I feel like that was a Derek and Ty tradition. Um, I guess oh, yeah. I did it with Zach a few times, but as bad as this football season was where there was only one victory that actually felt like something in Gainesville, which turned out Florida sucks, so it didn't really matter. But, yeah, that was a uh, tradition that we uh, we definitely stuck to, didn't we, man? Yeah, no, I, I enjoyed that. Um, and um, I'm sad we're not doing it today, but I guess it's a little bit, you know, in the daytime we have to behave a little bit more. You know, when those – Nighttime shows, it's, you know, there are no rules, basically. But, you know, people are awake today. You know, bosses are listening. We got we got to behave to a certain extent. Yeah, you can talk about uh, certain items after Razorback wins that you can do to yourself that you can't necessarily do it at <laughs> 2.05 in the afternoon. That's right. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, well, here's somebody who's happy with the uh, results. Uh, a text out of the 870 to get us started here on the McClarty Daniel Hotline on Ruskin and Zach. I wish this basketball season would never end. I'm making money hand over fist betting against this team. <laughs> well, congratulations to you on uh, your uh, your financial windfall. Um, and uh, hey, I've said this. I've said this since uh, since uh, Bet Saracen and all this stuff started. Hey, if they're gonna take so much joy out of our lives, we should be able to profit a little bit from it. So I I encourage this. Uh, this sort of behavior by whoever this is. So yeah, it's it's funny as as much as bad as the football team is it was last year and stuff. Sam Pittman, for whatever reason, had a really good record against the spread and has had a good record in his career. So I know Arkansas's lost a, a good number of games. If you bet on Arkansas football at least the spread, you probably want some money. Unfortunately, this basketball team, you're uh, you're not you're you're happy hedging at this point. You're either betting <laughs> against Arkansas. You're uh, or you're going to hope they win. And last night they lost um, to a team that, Derek, I don't know if you saw this, had not scored 80 points all year. Right. They scored 85 on you. And for whatever reason, Jerry Stackhouse has a thorn in your side, and you're like, I, uh, Bob was talking about this the other day. It's like Oates and Stackhouse, he hadn't beat him in three years or something like that. So it just doesn't make any It doesn't make a lick of sense that you've had such a lackluster bit of success against the Vanderbilt Commodore not ba- baseball team basketball team well I just um like are we confident of of um Musselman's ability to coach during games because I mean here we are again where there's just some stuff that don't doesn't make any sense to you at all that happened in the games I don't think there's any doubt about his ability to put a game plan together before the game 
But when the bullets are live, a lot of times there is um there's a something's not right here. Something is just not making uh, any sense here. I mean, you've got to get a rebound at the end of the game, and you have four guards in there. You don't have any big people to go get a rebound. You must have. And then you get the two uh, missed free throws, and what happens? You foul a guy, and he scores an end one. I mean, it's just it's it's bad basketball acumen by the players uh, mixed in with a uh, coach that I don't know what he's doing during the games anymore. I, I don't know what he's doing. I think it feels like to me, and I've said this many times, the game plan is the game plan. And if that doesn't work, well, then that's it. We're just going to go down doing this. And we're not going to make any adjustments on the fly. That's what it looks like to me, once again. Well, I think we, offensively, and Caleb Battles kind of taking the load off a little bit the way he's played. And the last two games, he shot the ball well. Really, the two games prior to that, he just knocked down free throws. But uh, you look at his, not not this year, for example, or the first year. I know Isaiah and, and Mason were on that team, NBA guys. But uh, the three years you had, with the exception of that J.D. Note team, which J.D. is is a professional basketball player, just not the NBA, you've had NBA guys to run NBA sets and systems. And I didn't understand not putting Makai or, or Chandler in there last night when Trevin fouled out, which I don't know if we ever got clarification on uh, if he actually fouled out or if it was just four fouls. Didn't make a lick of sense to me. I, I thought that was a bonehead coaching move. I said that this morning. I still feel that way. We never got an explanation why he did that. Um, as far as his in-game acumen, Derek, I mean, you know as well as I do, I, I wouldn't say Kirby Smart is just this like elite in-game coach or anything. He just has better players. And you look across college basketball, college football, college baseball, and there's there's anomalies here and there. But most of the time, players are the ones that react. Coaches, they just have a game plan, and the players adjust because they're better a lot of times on the other side. And unfortunately this year, uh, the last three years, you've had better players in certain cases or, or really uh, overall better teams that just gelled at the right time. This team just hasn't. And as, as good as they kind of picked it up defensively, they fell flat on their face in that area last night. Oh, the, the defense was, uh, well, it was uh, typical for uh, this season. They're giving up 80 a game in the league. Ugh. They give up 85 to Vanderbilt. Last night, like you said, their first time scoring 80 in a game. It's their first road win. This team is 3-12 and in a conference, Vanderbilt. 3-12. and They come in 7-20 and last night overall, and they come into Bud Walton Arena, which, by the way, you could have fired a cannon in and wouldn't have injured anybody because there were about 3,000 people in there who are either, uh, well, I don't know. I don't know what to what to make of that. You're, you're very loyal. Hats off to you. Um, I don't know why. Um you know, I could sum up this season, Ty. The word I wrote down, I just thought of this before we went on the air here, is toxic. This has been a toxic situation. I, I don't think Musk likes the players, and we've got the comments to back that up from his coaches show a couple of weeks ago. I don't think the players like him. I don't like the coaches like him. I just think it's a, it is a total toxic situation uh, behind the scenes because we know there is – this is not a – We've talked a lot about this being the least talented team, and maybe that's true, but it's not like they're just scrubs. Like, these guys have ability to play basketball at a high level. So how else can you explain this? I think everybody hates everybody else over there. That That's the only thing I can figure, Ty, is it's just an entire toxic top-down, bottom-up, all the way through. That's yeah, what sometime, I think. And winning a lot of times, even if you have players that dislike each other, the coaches, the winning kind of – 
overshadows that. I mean, there's been plenty of Arkansas teams on campus. Coaches would tell you, it's like, no, this guy hated this guy, this, but they worked well on the court or field or wherever, whatever playing surface they were on, and it and it worked out. But because of the the losing to kind of uh, combined with the fact that there have been comments like made from Merrick Musselman, uh, the players just have talked about. Um, you've, I've heard it from Davenport, heard it from Minifield that they just feel like the effort wasn't there. Um, not just speaking to themselves, but the entire team. Yeah, I'd say toxic's a good word. Um, the hope that you have to have, and, and I would say in addition to the toxic, just the team, I mean, the rumors that Eric, Eric Musselman is going to leave after this year, that, I mean, the, 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 the Twitter stuff, I mean, it just kept going on and on and on. And, again, a team that has had so much success in the postseason the last three years, where even last year we didn't get a, a lackluster, I, I said lackluster, an okay regular season. You defeated the defending national champions, two back-to-back elite eights prior to that. It, it was just kind of a, a culture shock for this fan base. And it goes to show you that um, our next day is not guaranteed. And in this sense, our, our next winning season, our, our the, the next NCAA tournament berth is not guaranteed because – if you, you were talking about betting earlier, Derek. If you wanted to bet money on this season that this team made the NCAA tournament, bet your house, and you could only go one or two ways, you would have bet your house that Arkansas did, and he would have lost yeah. every dime of that. Be living under the overpass on Weddington right now. Okay, it's <laughs> Ruskin and Zach here on ESPN Arkansas and on HitThatLine.com. So that's where we begin. There's obviously a lot to address here. Um, you know, moving forward, they've got – what do they need? What do they need? Moving forward, how do you, how do you, uh, uh, when you talk about next year, I mean, this year is, a, is lost. It's over. I mean, this is, this is done. There's not a chance on God's earth that they win five games in five days at the SEC tournament. It's not going to happen. Do you need a reliable roofing company that you can call at a moment's notice? United Roofing and Waterproofing is the answer to your issue. Joey Vivano and his team service commercial, residential, and industrial roofs. Consultations are always free, and you can schedule them online at unitedrw.com. Call Joey at 479-312-7369. That's 312-7369. You can also check out United Roofing and Waterproofing on Facebook and Instagram. Bet Online continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. With up-to-the-minute odds, stats, and trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with in-game live betting, contests, and all the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or mobile device. Head to Bet Online today to become part of the team. And remember to use the promo code BLEAVE. For your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online. The game starts here. Also, the baseball team won 21 to 1 yesterday over uh, Grambling. So, um, the midweek parade of tomato cans is off and running for the uh, Arkansas baseball team. You know, UCA comes in here, Arkansas State, Little Rock, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, that's uh, continuing. And uh, there you go. So, and people would rather listen to that, Ty, on the stream. Than this, I, I don't understand. There's there's no stakes in these games. If it's a tournament game, I understand. But you know, what are we doing here? Come on. Yeah, I always tell Phil this. I didn't grow up a baseball fan. I know you're a Nationals guy and love Ridgeback baseball. But Bill has really again drawn me in, and I I didn't really get a chance to listen to Chuck on the baseball side of things growing up. I love listening to him on football, basketball, but. I just him and Bubba just bust each other up. It's like you're listening to like teammates. Uh, and Phil's obviously very professional and and excellent at his job. But they were, 
I was just hitting balls yesterday at the driving range listening, and they were cracking me up. I like almost lost my, I almost let the club go. I laughed so hard one of the one of the ribs <laughs> that Bubba was getting. So that's they make it. What I'll say about those two is even in the midst of a twenty run deficit, they still make that game entertaining. And I listened to probably two hours of it yesterday, and it was it was hysterical. That, that's the deal. Put on a show. That's what we're here to do. Yeah. You know, entertain the people. That is as close as any broadcast team here has ever come to just sounding like two dudes in the stands watching the game. That's what it, that's exactly what it sounds like when they're doing that stuff. It's, it's just like you're, uh, you know, sitting next to two guys in the, in, you know, section 110 or whatever, watching a ball game. There is, uh, and they did the Hogman broadcast last year. I don't know if they're going to do that this year, but there's something serene. So I, I got a chance to sit in with him one time and, Bubba's got his bat. Phil's got his peanut M&Ms. It's very, like, um, it's almost religious to them how they go about their business each and every time that a game's played at Bob Walker Stadium, and they have their rituals and traditions. Phil, of course, is not the uh, – um, what's the – what's what, Derek, why can't I think of what the the baseball term that people – superstitious. Phil's not superstitious. Bubba's a little hmm. more on that side, but uh, it it is really cool to, to walk the, watch those two in their craft because they really do a – fantastic job, as do the other guys on this campus. Maybe it's not superstitious, but listen, Phil's like everybody else. The scorebook has to be filled out a certain way. The stats have to be in a certain spot. (laughs) The pens have to be like, it's all, you can not say superstitious, but it's all got to be in the right spot for you to be comfortable. And that's a little bit like, uh, you know, step, not stepping on the line or, you know, having everything, all your pads and everything uh, set up right the way you want it. It's kind of the same. Honestly, just you don't call it that, but I mean, it's the same deal. I uh, when I after doing a show with him over here, I learned to say fair pole instead of foul pole. Right. You know, ninety nine percent people out there address it as foul pole, and then I also start to say athletics director instead of athletic director. Mm. Those are just a, a few things that I picked up from him. I want some great movie tips and ideas, which Big C's kind of going through right now. Yeah. But yeah, Phil is very. Um, I I can tell by just watching his notebook and stuff and how he does things. He does, he's very strict on himself on in that regard, yep. and that's why the broadcast is so good because Val seriously takes it each and every time. All right, we've got these poll questions here today, brought to you by Unlimited Heating and Air. Uh, call Kelly and Larry four seven nine two two five eight eight zero nine. We've got an open ended one on basketball, and we'll uh, be <laughs> dipping in and out of that one throughout the uh, day here, but. Uh, here are the more traditional poll questions for you, Ty. Uh, preferred method of breath refreshment, mint, gum, or something else? Gum. Uh, I am, this is going to sound weird. I have a specific kind of gum I buy. It's whitening gum. That's a specific flavor. I chew it every day. Um, I remember one time one of my teammates on the soccer bus, my junior, was like, after I ate a hot dog, it was like, dude, your breath smells horrible. And I've been self-conscious about that ever since. So I chew gum all the time, um, especially at the bar, uh, just in case there's a young lady around. I really don't want to have uh, just disgusting breath, uh, just in case an interaction is close or a close encounter happens. So I am very, uh, very strict on the the gum regimen, Derek and DQ. I'm sure DQ. I can, I can hear, I can, I can hear DQ rolling her eyes and shaking her head right now. Wait, so me. does that mean you're chewing mint gum and drinking alcohol? Yes. At the same Ooh. time? Very much so. That's a tough it's, one. Uh, Isn't that gross? Yeah. No, I've, I've gotten used to it. Um, wasn't it gross effects, at first? It, it wasn't great at first. Chewing mint effect, gum and drinking beer? 
Yeah, beer, fireball, <laughs> rumple, rumple mitts. It's a tough There's one. combination. God, <laughs> <laughs> love that. Sal drop. Yes, I, I've gotten used to it, DQ, at this point. And wow. Both, need, both, both have a job to do and both accomplishments. Both <laughs> Is that why your it. teeth are so white? <laughs> yeah, and I brush my teeth three times a day, too. Okay. Oh, look at you. <laughs> yeah. The dentist, uh, the dentist aren't getting any money off of you. Like, hey, it looks no. good. We'll see you in six months. Yeah. I, uh, that is, again, my dad always complained about having to pray for my braces. Hey, he didn't complain. He was just like, well, the braces and retainer cost a lot. So I was like, well, I better not screw these teeth up since he actually invested them back in the day. You like so, going to the dentist or are you one of these people that just has a gas to do it, to have a routine cleaning like Zach does? So Derek, it's, it's national falling asleep in public day. And mm. one of the places I fall asleep in public is in the dentist chair. Like a lot really? of times the hygienist will have to wake me up mid cleaning it's the weirdest thing. Um, I don't mind it. Some people hate it. Uh, I got over the fear of going to a doctor's office after like five years old, but uh, it it makes no difference to me. I kind of like seeing the, the the hygienist and the the doctor that I've got to know um, in, in regards to their office. So I enjoy it honestly. I love it. I go. They got a TV above the chair, so I just like put the TV <laughs> on. They got a back massager in the chair, and I'm just Jeez. like, all right, do whatever you want. That's fine with it's me. It's like Sports Clips Dentist Edition. It is. That's, That's awesome. right. Exactly. It is like sport. They should do that. They should have a. They have a kids dentist. Why don't we have sports dentists where you could, uh, you know, put games on and you know, I guess you could drink in the uh, in the uh, dentist office, but you know, whatever. All yeah, right. Well, the issue that might come up is the dentist. Uh, if it's a if he's a big time sport or he or she is a big time sports fan, they end up watching and then like knock out one of your cavities or something like that in the midst of a cleaning or something. Yeah, yeah, that would be a, that'd be a problem. Anyway, fifty two percent prefer gum over mints. Uh, this came up yesterday because I thought. Um, Oh, good. Zach left the tin of Altoids over here. Yeah, it's empty. So there is an empty. There's still an empty tin of Altoids and a 85% drank bottle of Dr. Pepper in his uh, seat by the good chair, which, by the way, uh, Zach's good chair is sponsored by the stadium shop. Robert Mann and his team. You can go sit in the good chair and go see them there at the stadium shop on Razorback in Fayetteville. And uh, look at what you guys uh, look at. You guys are out doing us in terms of uh, getting equipment sponsored, my man. I don't think we have anything actually sponsored in studio. You are one up at us. The morning show, Derek. Well, we got the chair sponsored. We got uh, I don't know what else we any everything's for sale. By the way, folks, name your price. We we got it here, ready to go. The horn, the bull, or the uh, that's right. The uh, the, uh, the the bullhorn or whatever. I'm surprised this, you hadn't done that yet. This uh, this disapproving ding of the bell from DQ is brought to you by. <laughs> it is. <laughs> All right, here's another one that came from uh, maybe Abner. Somebody sent this in yesterday. Do pencils only exist so you can write in the car? Because ink pens are going to explode in the car. Pencils are not. Ooh. Is that true? I don't know. I mean, ink pens do explode in the car. That's that's hot. It's 190 degrees in there in the I've summer. I've never had a pen explode. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, they, it does think... happen, though. Yeah. I don't think I've used a pencil since... Scantrons at the U of A. Like I can't think of an instant where I've either bought or consistently used. I mean, I have these. the The Pilot G two pen is no, the pen of no, champions. This is wrong. Wait a minute. It's, what 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 pen do I use? The Sharpie S gel. Oh, pen. the S gel. Yeah, I'm an S gel guy. That's right. Yeah, thank you, DQ. Yeah, in this office time, <laughs> That's we right, use yes. the S gel pen. That's in, right. In, in the Northwest Arkansas office, That's right. we use well the, the Northwest River Arkansas elitists use the S gel. That's right. <laughs> okay, I guess I'm gonna have to pit them against one another. I love these Pilot G twos. I got hooked on them years Is ago. Is that a clicky and, pen or not? 
Yeah, it's a clicky. I like okay, to hear right. a click. It feels it gives me power when I click this thing in the morning when I'm and I Tommy gets mad at me occasionally and rightfully so. Like occasionally I'll click it close to the mic and he can hear it, which is an annoying. I just I get get fidgety at the morning in the morning at times, so I've tried to do it away from the mic nowadays under the desk. Sixty-seven percent say no. That's not why pencils exist. Uh, pencils exist so you can keep score on the golf course and um, you know thus the uh, term pencil whipping somebody and the uh, the scramble or something. All right, uh, here's another poll here uh, brought to you by Unlimited Heating and Air. Uh, here's three options. What's the most interesting? Poetry slam, Iowa football game, 21-run baseball game. <laughs> 63% of you homered up and said 21-run uh, baseball game. Yeah, but man, Poetry was Slam was leaving, leading earlier this morning when I looked at it. Those are so funny um, when people take those serious. I've been to one, and it was oh. – I mean, to contain your like berating laughter where you're just making fun, it's really difficult to do. Um, I I would like to go to Iowa City at some point and, and see Kinnick, see them wave to the, the – but that offense is just anemic. And he finally fired his son. Yeah. What, five years too late? I mean, <laughs> Probably, good grief, yeah. they were awful. Um, but, yeah, the poetry slant thing is underrated because you, you just don't go to it often, Derek. So, I, so- I, you would – you would be crying laughing at one of these things. You would think they are hilarious with how much fun you would like to make fun of that person on stage. Okay, we're going to explore this now. You've been to a poetry slam. Bongos or no bongos? Or what do they call those little drums? It was so long. It was little I drums. Mean, They're bongos. Right? Years yeah. ago in school. Yeah, I. they did some intro for a person uh, and the persons that came up there. I didn't of course go up there because i was too timid back then thank god for radio that i don't have to show my face most of the time and even though i have the video stream but yeah there was some sort of intro i can't remember if it was bongos or not but it, it's <laughs> worth it's worth one price of admission just to say you've been to one do they yeah, actually snap you... for applause no that's like that's like goofy movie-esque oh, that's I, I don't remember i don't remember anything happening like that um but it was odd it's not the typical crowd that I would run with on weekends <laughs> nowadays, to say the least. And everyone has, again, their own hobbies and and some people like to lark the uh, the live-action role-playing. If that's you, that's whoa, awesome. Whatever. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> that's just not me, man. Alright. We got a, a DQ. We got a, a write-down for the Week in Review. LARP and, uh, and uh, <laughs> poetry Ty slam. attends a, a poetry slam. Did, Did you have to pay to get in? I think it was one of those, like, if you had a student ID, okay, you, okay, you got in or something. Um, if I remember that right, it was. I, I'm getting old. I'm balding. Was it in the union <laughs> oh, or somewhere else? God, you, you, yeah, I think I think it was the union. Okay. Thank you. You can't drop all this information in the span of two minutes. Pace yourself. Pace yourself. Yeah. You're balding now. Yeah, on the sides. Oh and my, my friends, my friends have let me know about it, which is maybe the most devastating thing that's uh, that's happened in my recent life, Derek. I don't know what to do. Because How do you Tommy, go bald on the side first? No one does that. Well, it's not. I don't have like a whole the the hole up top like most people guys get, but it's just it's like the crow's nest. So it's I mean the sides it's receding. Oh, and I see. Tommy's is not, so he uses that as ammo anytime it gets brought up, which he should because I would use it on him if if it was the opposite. <laughs> but I pride myself in having good hair, and now I need to figure out if Hims, Bosley, uh, or whatever the other brands that would. That should send me free products to test um, because it is uh, the hair's I, withering away. I think and it's there's only a matter one. Of time. I think there's one called Keeps, and you're you're supposed to take it 
before you lose all your hair. So right about now for you. <laughs> That's when you take it. It's because it doesn't like make it come back, but it helps, I don't know, slow down the process or something. Okay. Well, there's a soundbite for you, Derek. 30 minutes in. Um, yeah. Keeps. Okay. I'm That's what this. it's I'm called. J- yeah. I'm jotting this down with my Pilot G207 ink pen. Does anyone speak. else confuse keeps and hymns? It's the one oh, yeah. word. They're not by the same people, are they? No, and they're okay. very different products. <laughs> very different products. But is they hymns the, the uh, is is that the the pill that Viagra pill? Yes. Or is that? I believe okay. so. I think that's hymns and keeps is for your hair. I'm not having issues there, but I am having issues with. Uh, well, thank you for that update. My hair. Yeah. <laughs> not there yet. At some point, we'll probably get to the ED aspect of my life but well, not there at this point uh chris and oklahoma we're just gonna move right along here nothing to see there uh chris in oklahoma on the mccarty hotline he had larp on his bingo card so uh all right we, we may well, let's uh let's pause here and we've got a bingo situation we'll catch up at the next hour with uh with uh, another round of bingo uh four corners uh in the uh, next hour here four corners bingo here on uh on ruskin and sack uh let's see here all right so we uh, poetry sl- is that the union right yeah, at the union. There, there was a few things I I went there from. You know, what was underrated is the like the video game palace they had there. Derek, we could bring out like every video game and console known to man. Uh, don't have access to that anymore. But I was a I, I miss school at times, man. It was a lot of fun. Uh, they didn't have any of that when I was there. If they did, I <laughs> didn't know where it was. No, no. But they did have the little uh, poetry place. I think I did karaoke one time there or tried to. Ooh, yeah. what'd you drop? What did you uh, What did you sing that night or I, that day? It might have been Amarillo by morning. I can't remember. And I that, respect that, that. That really got the crowd involved, as you can imagine, on a college campus singing a 30-year-old George Strait record. I mean, that, <laughs> that really, they were really, uh, you know, they were really uh, wanting more after that. Just a good old boy from Searcy gets up That's on stage right. in, his, in his jeans and boots. And like, Let me tell you all a little something. Uh, we're going to go back 30 years, a little Amarillo by morning. How many of y'all uh, remember 1980? <laughs> what was the popular... So you went to school what the early two thousands? Is that right? Yes, yes. Okay. What was the uh, what were we all jamming to back in the early two thousands, Derek? Hmm. Uh, Jimmy Eat World was big. Oh, great, great band. Weezer. I don't know if they're a great band. We 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 have um we have stopped using the word great so liberally here on Ruskin and Zach. Sorry. It's, it's Zach's okay. uh, it's Zach's uh, edict, and I, I go along with it. But they're they're a fine band. They're not a great band. Okay. They're not uh, you know the Eagles or anything like that. That's a great band. No. Uh, no. who what else were we? I don't know. I mean, just you know, early two thousand stuff. I can't think of it right now. If I heard two seconds of it, I could probably tell you the song though, because that's my weird talent that I have. If it if it even is a talent, I don't know what it is. Sorry, I, I started talking about my lack of ED, and I probably threw you for a loop. Apologize <laughs> that, about that. That, that uh, yeah, you do that the one hour we can't just go to break after that. We have to sit here and stew in that for the better part of six minutes. Thank you for that. Uh, anyway, Creed. Uh, Creed. Uh, I don't know. Creed was all right. Oh, Derek. Don't oh, say it ain't so. Weezer reference, but you don't like Creed. Uh, Creed's okay. I saw Creed at um when it was all Tellerino. Creed's one of those things that like most men can can harken back to, or it, it doesn't have to be a particular Creed song. But you you remember the time where you're you're having a cold one with the rest of your fellas, and just <laughs> just the whole world's in front of you. And, and higher you comes s- on the radio. <laughs> yeah, and then you get slapped in the face with taxes, um, 
kids, uh, I don't know, divorce. I don't I, just the things that in life that come at you and hit you right in the face. And and I, I think most I think most men can whether it's Crete's on or just a it just it brings you back to the good old times before life just kind of kicked you in the you know what. So I always think of Scott Staff with that wind machine under him and that white T-shirt <laughs> yeah. just billowing in the wind as he stood there belting out the chorus to hire. Um, he did that at a suit at a uh, Thanksgiving halftime at a Cowboy game too one year. That's another. That's where the image Man. comes from. I think that or the music video when they still had those. Speaking you know, the other, of the. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I, did, I just thought that, that um, the I used to hate TRL, how they'd play like 30 seconds of a song <laughs> on that stupid show. You know what I mean? Like, play the song. What are we doing here? I don't care about all these screaming idiots in Times Square. I want to hear the music for more than 40 seconds. Thank you. All right. I'm sorry. Ran over. <laughs> on a show that's barely on the I don't even know if it's on the air anymore. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Times Square, probably the most overrated place on the planet. Uh, well, now there's a topic, right? I I just New York and golly I'm just happy to be in Arkansas cuz I, I these places are cool to go to like once or twice and I know there's plenty of stuff you can go somewhere and always do something but thank god we live here in this state and for the ones that are outside of the state I feel for you because yes it can be entertaining for a day two maybe a weekend maybe a week but then you just want to come back home and uh Times Square definitely one of those places where I look at civilization i'm just like it's not all about work man go hunting go fishing play golf have fun <laughs> don't have to worry about that stupid high rise you get to pay 10 grand a month for just to to keep up with rent so just to get overrated a, place you get a uh, a 10 grand a month gets a closet uh, uh <laughs> for a place picture this a cold winter's night and suddenly no heat that's exactly what happened to us but when we called pascal air plumbing and electric they were right there their pros didn't just fix our heating they brought back our home's warmth and comfort in no time even when our water heater started leaking pascal was the first name we thought of quick professional and so understanding with pascal's flexible payment options we didn't have to worry about a big expense all at once now our home is comfortable and so is our budget schedule now at gopascal.com the Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa in downtown Hot Springs, Arkansas is the perfect destination for your next getaway. Join them for a romantic Valentine's Day getaway with a special dinner or romance package. Or if you're coming to town for live racing, they've got room for you every weekend, including Martin Luther King Day weekend and President's Day weekend. Experience all the luxury and hospitality of a Grand Southern Hotel. The accommodations are sure to please everyone. Visit ArlingtonHotel.com for more details. That's ArlingtonHotel.com. Cody and Mountain Home texting in on the McClarty Duno Hotline. Grateful for the mashup of uh, erectile dysfunction drugs and Creed. So thank you. You're welcome, Cody. That's what we do. That is what we do here on the old uh, Ruskin and Zach program. Would you rather talk about this or talk about that disastrous performance last night by the basketball team? I think yeah, I'd rather that. talk about this. I was going to say I did that for three hours this morning. I was hoping this program wouldn't be that for the next five. And uh, sure enough, Derek, uh, we're falling right into the typical Ruskin and Zach mode just uh, without Mr. Orange today. That's right. That's right. Uh, let's see here. There are uh, people questioning uh, how often you hunt and fish. Yeah, it's not <laughs> a lot. Um, maybe not. I'm just thinking about Arkansans as a whole. I, I mean, I... I know this is going to surprise you and DQ, but I'm the least country of any of my friends. Um, I have some friends that are like red dirt country and then some friends that are more city slicker like me that pretend to be country. But 
I mean, I'll I'll go with him. Like I'm going um, going uh, fly fishing in, in Bozeman coming up here in April. I'll uh, I'll go duck hunting at some point again this year. Uh, just to sit there and watch deer hunting, probably not. But I, I like to go once once a year or so and just kind of take in the nature, man. I mean, it's a great thing about Arkansas. Golf, though, I'm yeah, I've, I've gotten into that a lot. Your, your golf game is improving. It sounds like it is. Or yeah, you're at least was, trying to improve it. That's probably the better way to put it. I was at the driving range prior to, to coming back here, just trying to get ready for a, a scramble we've got this weekend. So, oh. um, I, I don't want to embarrass myself like I'm typically accustomed to. Uh, high fat carnivore is uh, he can relate uh, to your uh, move with the gum and the drinking. You tuck it in your lip like a dip when you drink. Keep it fresh. <laughs> Do you zen, Derek? Have you gotten into that? What is um, what is that? Explain it to him, DQ. Zen. It's like a nicotine pouch. No. I don't know where you. I guess it's like dip, but it doesn't cut up your. It doesn't, you know, cut your yeah. lip and get in yeah, your bloodstream. I don't know. It's, it's like it's, <laughs> it's nicotine in yeah. some some form, but it doesn't. It's not gonna give you. I'm not gonna say it's not gonna <laughs> give you gum cancer like dip <laughs> does, but it's what? less likely. Some guy goes to the doctor one day. Well, DQ said no. this was safe. I think that it doesn't cut your lip like and, you know, get it in your bloodstream. Yeah. That I DQ did, uh, on the radio from said what this I was understand, fine. I've never met anyone who does Zen, though. I Yeah, I don't dip or, or Zen. I occasionally enjoy the inebriated cigarette, but that's really the extent of my tobacco use. Um in regards, I was just curious if you did that when you mentioned the gum. But no, I yeah, I'll pack in the lip. I, I've just gotten used to the offsetting flavors at this point. I, I again, I like the effects of both. I like having uh, minty fresh be- breath, and I like the effects of alcohol, what it does to my bloodstream <laughs> and my overall psyche. Um, so that's why I, I deal with the, the counteracts of both, I guess. All right. No, if I ever get into tobacco, I'm going like old school Marlboro Reds. That's what I'm doing. Go. I'm going. I'm going for. I'm going for it. If that ever happens, it's probably not going to yeah. happen. I'd be kicked out of the house I'm living in in about <laughs> two seconds. So, um, but uh, if I ever did, uh, I'm going all the way Marlboro Reds, like a there cowboy. That's what I'm doing. Hey, I got a question for both of you, um, Zach or Derek. Since you're acting program director, is that getting paid like this week? Like technically, he's not on vacation. He's working, but is he getting paid at the same time, or is he is he having to take vacation? This is a question I've been contemplating the last few days. I don't I don't know. I don't know the answer. I to think that. it's vacation. Okay. Am I acting program director? When did this happen? I just gave you. Or that am title I? For... Ooh, that is a great question. Who would be given? I that, think that role. It's got to be DQ. <laughs> I think it might be me. I'll, I'll tell you why. Okay. I'll tell you why it has to be DQ because um, at. Various times uh, during this uh, week, uh, Tommy and I are in the same building at this basketball tournament. So DQ is the designated survivor. So that means <laughs> that uh, DQ is the acting uh, program director, I guess. So uh, on that note, DQ with uh, Tommy in a gym, Derek in a gym, Zach in a gym, and me at a wedding, you are uh, in charge of if anything blows up on hog reaction this weekend or baseball as well. <laughs> that's, what, Ray, that's, that's what I've heard. Okay, Ray will help you out, but just be aware of uh, if, if bugs get in the system or something like that. That is gonna it's gonna come back. Or if to it you. rains. Well, I guess that's not a problem Saturday because the baseball game's not on, right? It's just the basketball game. 
what is the schedule this weekend? I can't. Yeah, Kentucky I plays during the day. Twelve. Yeah, it's twelve yeah. thirty. I don't remember what time the baseball game is. The basketball game is at twelve thirty. Yeah. If I remember that correctly. Yeah, I'm sure people will be thrilled to listen to that after what we just saw. Wouldn't it be the most? Whoops. I, I know Kentucky won last night. Shepard was fantastic. And oh, by the way, um, Dillingham is playing this upcoming game too. Who you didn't have to deal with and. In the first game at Budwalden Arena, but I don't think they're going to get beat by 25. Do you? I mean, I think they could at least keep it close for like, I don't know, 30 minutes. It might end up being like a 10, 15 point game, but I mean, I don't expect Arkansas to lose by like 25 or 30. I mean, I'll be pretty severely disappointed if that happens the way they've they've kind of picked it up a little bit. Like even in losses, they're with the exception of Tennessee, actually been competitive. Maybe it's the caliber of competition, like you pointed out, but. And maybe I'm just talking out of my you-know-what, and they're going to get beat by a gajillion on Saturday, and I'm just hoping it doesn't happen. Well, you never know. I mean, nobody expected them. And, you know, going into the last Kentucky game, everybody expected them to get killed, and they uh, they hung around for a while there, and uh, that was closer than people expected. So, I'm, I mean, why wouldn't that happen again? But on the other hand, they could also get beat by 40. I mean, it's just a, it is a who knows with this group. There is just no level of consistency. Well, there's no level of, of um, good consistency. There's plenty of bad consistency. There's a lot of things they do bad that are very routine, like letting people get to the rim and not stopping the ball and uh, you know just doing what are generally thought of as dumb basketball plays, um, like um, all that stuff. But, um, you know, positive stuff, I mean, it's not, it has not been a, uh, it's not been a good year for, for that, consistently anyway. I don't know. Who knows? Well, this is going to be interesting. I, I don't know if you guys touched on it yesterday. Um, I saw uh, Arkansas's Edge's NIL director, Chris Bond, was talking about recruiting rankings last night. And, and I wonder, like, basketball you've had, and I know football had those nine wins a couple years ago, but I think that was more attributed to the All-American wide receiver that you had on campus and the 25 super seniors or whatever it was that were still here as well. I, I wonder – Derek, in the like the the treasure droves, like can you convince people with the basketball programs? I think baseball's fine. I don't think they're better than LSU. There might be maybe one or two other programs out there, but I wonder if there will be a kind of a, either more of an investment or a reinvestment in basketball based on what has happened this year. That's what I'm really curious about. I don't think this um, model of uh, making the fans foot the bill for NIL is very sustainable in the. I don't know, 46th to 49th uh, um, richest state in the United States of America. Yeah. Uh, I think that uh, the, the way that um, this needs to go is that um, you use the league revenue to shore up the, uh, the uh, financing for what, what is now called NIL. I eventually think everybody, they're going to become employees of the school. That's the only yeah. way to enforce any kind of no compete. There's uh, to uh, to get any kind of uh, handle on um, quote unquote salary, where kids aren't coming in every single day asking for more money, um, having to re-recruit your roster every day, uh, as is it happening in some cases in the NIL world. It's the only way to make any sort of um, to make this any sort of uh, shell of what it used to be. Is is, is the uh, and. Will sports go away? Yeah, probably they will. But I mean, this is the um, will. Are they willing to sacrifice non-revenue sports to keep the big ones afloat? 
Yeah, I think they are. So I, I that's that's what I think is going to eventually happen with this. But I don't think it's sustainable to ask people for fifty dollars a throw to support the NIL. I mean, you're not going to get anywhere doing that. I don't think really. Yeah. You you referenced something I had jotted down right when you were discussing is the elimination of other sports. And you even think about it on this campus this past year. Uh, baseball is one of the few uh, programs in the country that usually clears and is in the uh, in the green. They were not. Or in the was it in the black? Sorry. In the black. Um, they were in the red this past year. Right. Which is, is, not, is not customary. They're usually, again, a program that actually produces revenue. She only had two sports on campus, and that's pretty prototypical. And a lot of times, some basketball programs on other campuses don't produce revenue. So, yeah, for football and basketball, and I'm just talking about the men. I'm not talking about the ladies either, um, what that looks like. And, and I don't know the, the implications of Title IX and everything there, but uh, there are going to be a lot of lawyers that are going to make significant amounts of money these next few years, as they already have. And uh, their, uh, their calls, their billing – Derek and DQ will not be going away anytime soon. They are in it for the long haul, and uh, there's a lot of litigation and other crap they got to work through in these next few years. All right. Uh, we will uh, uh, discuss this uh, further momentarily, but I figure we need to end the hour with a, uh, a, a thinking, a ponderous moment here from John and Little Rock. DQ, this is for you. Um, chicken pot pie. Not a, not a pie and not a pot either. Discuss. <laughs> but it is a pie. <laughs> It is a pie. I guess it, there's you know, crust. There is crust. It is a pie. What are you talking about, John? Come on. I, lo- I love how that's the most animated she's gotten all show. It's like we've talked a variety of other things for the past fifty minutes, and then that question actually invokes a um, a passionate response. Like it looks like a pie too. It's a pie. Uh, B-E- Either way, it's be be has stumbled upon a revenue generating uh, opportunity for the university. Uh, officially licensed Razorback marijuana. There you go. There you go. Joe and Evoke could buy some. I'll look, tell you that Look much. for the label before you buy. All right. Come on. They'll make so much money they won't know what to do with it all over there. Can you can you imagine the t- getting high for the hogs? Like That's they're, right. They're yes. Getting high for the hogs. Yes. It writes itself. Like, there it is. I'm gonna. Hey, you guys want to smoke a bowl this week and help support the Hawks? <laughs> Absolutely. Let's go. What are you doing uh, later? I'm gonna take a gummy, watch the game. You know the usual. Support the Hogs, man. That's right. It would make for a mellower hog reaction if everybody was like, "Oh man, they didn't win." Stone. Oh well, I don't care. <laughs> All right, we're the Funyuns. You're listening to the Ruskin and Zach podcast brought to you by United Roofing and Waterproofing, here to help with all your residential and commercial roofing needs. Call Joey and his team at 479-312-7369 or check them out online at unitedrw.com. Join the local conversation on the McClarty Daniel Hotline, 866-285-4005. McClarty Daniel, a vehicle for every lifestyle. Welcome to McClarty Daniel Country. With six giant locations and over 3,000 vehicles, Northwest Arkansas is McClarty Daniel Country. Stop by one of our showrooms today to shop our full lineup of cars, trucks, and SUVs. McClarty Daniel is proud to be your premier automotive destination. Need service? We work on all makes and models six days a week. Plus, our full-service collision center can repair anything from a minor ding to a major collision. Have you visited McClarty Daniel Country? Visit us online at McClartyDaniel.com. Ty Richardson sitting in for uh, Zachary, 866-285-4005 to join us on the McCarty Daniel Hotline. We got the phones actually turned on 
now. So if you want to uh, get in here, uh, you can uh, you can are more than welcome to uh, do that. We have um, people that call DQ and just want to chat all the time, but they don't want to get on the air. So that's kind of annoying, uh, uh, Ty. You don't have to deal with that on the morning show, I guess. Do does Christian take y'all's calls? He does. Do yeah, people do he, that to him? Yeah, I mean, one thing you just got to be. Hey, what's your name? We're calling from. I mean. You board up before Derek, or you you screen calls as I have. Hey, what's your name? Where you calling from? This is so and so. All right, what do you want to talk about? Blah blah blah. All right, all right, we'll get on a sec. Instead of hey, who's this? And then they go, but it's so and so, and they drone on and on and on. And obviously, you're uh, polite and fun to talk to, DQ. So some people <laughs> just call this program just to uh, get your take uh, rather than than Derek and Zach's. But uh, yeah, Christian has to deal with that from time to time, as we all did to a certain degree. I remember when Tommy screened the calls. And um, his top complaint was people would be mid-breakfast when they would call. So he'd be like, what's your name? They'd be like, like, will you swallow the bite of sausage biscuit and then tell me what what you want to That's our listeners in a nutshell. (laughs) Never put that sausage biscuit down. No, no, no. Keep that thing going. Of course. Absolutely. And you had the ritual. Uh, We were talking about this because... Tommy and I don't really eat breakfast. Big C does a little bit. Um, and my breakfast is just a cup of black coffee and water. Uh, you there used you to go. come in. You used to do what? A sausage biscuit and a big old sweet tea every day. Wasn't it's that it's your tradition? Un, it's an unsweet tea. Unsweet yeah. tea. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I should. That was a. That was a terrible uh, decision. But uh, you know what? That's what I did. Yeah, so I mean, that's what happened. You also. Um, there are limited options at four o'clock in the morning for breakfast. Yeah. So you kind of have to get what you get, unless you want to like you know fire up your own kitchen or whatever which um you can't do um all right uh let's see here um uh, what's going on here okay i wanted to we've got sports stuff we've got goofy stuff obviously we can talk about whatever you want to do here um it's your show we're just here to um you know play the ads or whatever here on ruskin and zach that's all that's what matters most uh let's see here uh people want the um people were reacting to the um officially licensed uh, arkansas um, weed products. It's not a bad idea, I guess. We talked about that a little bit earlier on um, uh, on uh, what they another way to generate some revenue rather than you know these uh, fifty dollar haulers from your fans to get a you know to get a koozie or a sweatshirt or whatever they're doing to try and uh, generate some money here. Uh, Andrew just wants us to stop talking about sports altogether. Okay, we could do that. I did want to ask you something basketball related, Ty, before we get too far down the road here, because you know a lot more about this sport than I do. And I'm looking at that's a reach, but well, it's true. I I mean I don't know you know pick and pop and you know you know small forward all this stuff. I I don't know. It's all you know gobbledygook to me. Who scored the most points? That's that's what matters. But looking at next year already, right now they have three empty spots. What do they need? What are they missing? What's this team missing right now? What what do they not have that they need? Well, you lose all your front court. Makai's out of eligibility. Chandler's out of eligibility. Jalen Graham's out of eligibility. So you got to add beef. They needed to in the offseason. They didn't. That was a mistake. Um, they've gotten beat. I mean, you look at the front court that they've lost to each of the last three years in the NCAA tournament. You lost to Sonogo, stud. You lost to Bancaro and Mark Williams, NBA guys, both front court players. Then you lost to uh, Vidal and uh, not to Chachua, but. Uh, Flo Thamba, and that, Baylor's more guard-oriented, but two of the three years you've lost to talented frontcourt players. And your guards have been sufficient, but you got to add you you got to add just this force down low. And I know they're not exactly a dime a dozen. They're harder to come by than you think. But 
that needs to be priority number numero uno, at least in addition. And then you go from who's going to come back next year. Like Caleb Battle has played well as of late. He's still got another year of eligibility. Does he elect to stay around for another year? Do they want it back another year? Same with Tremont Mark, who I think has three years of eligibility. How how much of an appetite does he have to stay? Uh, Lane Blocker, Joseph Pinion, two in-state kids. But uh, priority number one for me, you've got to add some tough guys down low. They don't have to be elite scorers. you just got to be able to bang and, and put an elbow in somebody if you need to. And Arkansas is kind of, again, just soft. I don't know if soft's the right way. They just don't have any height in and girth. We need we need more Derek Ruskins and less uh who's who's a skinny coworker. I'm trying to think of skin and less um I'm trying to think of a skinny coworker, but it's not me. But just uh, <laughs> more girth more girth down low, Derek. We need more of you than uh, more of anything anything else in terms of just sticks right now. And I'll I'll put a forearm in somebody's back. I'm not yeah. I'm not afraid, no, I'll tell you that much. I used to the the one year I played basketball when we would practice, there was this one guy that was just like totally like handsy and grabby used to piss me off so bad when we were down there you know because I defended the five because I was the tallest kid at that point and he was pretty tall and lanky too and he would just like I mean he would just grab you just over and over again and you just you you want to swing at him so that was a that was a long time ago is Bay Fall still on this team he is Uh, (laughs) what what happened there like what's going on he played a little bit he's one of those stick guys like I mean he was a a talented high school player. I think he was a McDonald's All-American um, uh, mention. I don't think he actually made the team. I, I, I can't remember. I can't remember if he was on it or not. But um, Bay just hasn't seen action. And sometimes when you come in as a true freshman, you think you're going to play and you don't. Um, and evidently, Musk has thought better of some of the upperclassmen at the front court position than Bay. And he's elected to go smaller than than put him in a, a position to play more often than not. He, I think Bay played not this game, but maybe the last game or the game before. Uh, but the majority of meaningful minutes have not gone to him this season, and we'll see if he elects to stick around for another new year too, Derek. Another thing I'm thinking about with uh, this roster next year, and again, this year is over. I mean, it's just there's no there's no point. I mean, it's just you are yeah. playing out the string at this point. Uh, just get to Wednesday in Nashville. and Are you even going to go to Nashville? Well, we uh, we've sold it. So, so you I, are I am, going to Nashville. I am pushing that agenda as we. Uh, I pushed it. I sent an email yesterday. I was like, I will fall on that sword and go to <laughs> the second best city in the United States of America uh, for the good of the company and eat and drink and uh, obviously uh, cover this Arkansas basketball yes, team that may course. only be there a night. Uh, right. That Wednesday, we'll see. You get, that's, a, that's a better part of a week there. That's not bad. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a fun tournament. It's not as good as the Big 12 tournament that's put on in Kansas City at the Sprint Center. That's the best conference basketball tournament of any of them. But um, better than the ACC. Good... Yeah, I just wow. I I've always wanted to go to the ACC tournament in that dump the Greensboro Coliseum. That feels like tradition, like the last college tradition that's alive is the ACC tournament at the Greensboro Coliseum, and they don't do it every year, so it's even more special now. I don't know. Um, done, I guess they've done the SEC tournament most recently, and I, I know Atlanta's hosted it, New Orleans has hosted it, um, but recently it's been Tampa and St. Louis kind yeah. of the the oddballs in that. And Tampa was awesome. I mean, Amelie Arena they, was on the water basically. They're gonna um, get one. They're gonna do something in Dallas. The league is. Yes. Um, they're gonna mm-hmm. do that. Um, they're already having media days there this year. Um, that's the first kind of salvo towards the Big Twelve, and they're gonna move. You know, there's an option on some of this um, Nashville on this tournament in a few years where they could, you know, 
redo it. They're going to put one in Nashville. They may move. They should move baseball to a freaking, uh, what do you call it, a globe life. I don't know if you can work that out to get the Rangers to leave for a week in the end of May. But, I mean, that would be, uh, I mean, I think uh, Hog fans were generally pretty pleased with uh, that environment over the weekend. And if they've been there, uh, you know, in year, in, I think last year when, when they went there also. so Yeah, you had over 16,000 fans in attendance on Saturday. And there was there was a, a decent amount of Oklahoma State fans, but it was still predominantly Arkansas fans and uh we know how. I mean, that's the strongest metropolitan area outside of Arkansas of any uh, of any city, and it's always going to be that way. It was that way when you were going back to Reunion Arena in the Southwest Conference yep. days, and whether well, it's going to Globe Life, um, and you'll see a few more Arkansas fans this year at SEC Media Days, and anytime there's any conference, and and that's why this is what makes me mad, and I'm mad for a variety of things for this basketball team, but <laughs> Derek, you had it set up on a platter for you this year. There was a first and second round in Memphis, Tennessee, which might be the second most popular hub of Arkansas fans, maybe third uh, outside of Tulsa. And then there's one in Dallas. There's a Sweet 16 Elite Eight in Dallas, Texas at freaking American Airlines Arena. All you had to do was have a similar year to what you had two or three years ago. You were probably going to be a two or a three seed, and you're going to wind up going to Memphis, Tennessee and Dallas, Texas on your way to Phoenix, Arizona. And yet... This team decided, you know what, we're going to do things our way for two-thirds of the year, and we're finally going to listen to our head basketball coach. And like counting, like you said earlier, they doesn't seem like a lot of people like each other there. Maybe that changes in these next few games, but it's hard to anticipate that based on what we've seen for, what, four-fifths of the year to this point? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Uh, one more thing on basketball before we lose the thread on this. Um, another, Here's what I think. Um, Arkansas better be ready. For a bidding war for Caleb Battle, because other places are going to come after that guy. I don't have any doubt about that. I don't have any doubt about that. And I, I don't know if the war chest is ready for something like that. Like, I don't know if there's a set number you can't go beyond or whatever. But, I mean, what he is doing late in the year, um, other places are going to notice. And now we're in this era where you've got to, uh, you've got to be able to, you know, be on guard for, uh, you know, Someone coming and making him a better offer, he can't refuse or something like that. So I think that's something they got to be uh, concerned about uh, and ready for, because this isn't the uh, you know the all shucks you know love the team love the state days anymore. I mean this is a business and um, yeah he should do what's best for him and if uh, you know whatever that is. So they got to be ready for that. It's not Layden Blocker. It's not Joseph Pinion. Uh, Caleb's a New Jersey kid, right? So he he goes to Temple and and I think in Philadelphia. Uh, after going to Butler, which yeah. is in Indianapolis, which is more more northeast, I know Indy's more more central Midwest, but uh, that's kind of the neck of the woods he's known for most of his life. And um, again, it, it hasn't happened for him this year. He talked about the injuries and stuff he suffered, so I do wonder um, what blue bloods will come after him because I do. I'm like you, Derek. That was the first thing I thought of these last couple games. It's like Caleb Battle's making himself av- at least available to the transfer portal if he wants to. We'll see if that's his desire or not after this season. And that's about what's left right now. Is uh, you could, We hear about this in the NFL where you always have to, no matter how bad your season is, uh, at the end of the year, you have to play hard because people are still looking at that tape and people are looking for jobs and you know, you're know you always um, on the chopping block, particularly on a bad team. So you had got to have a good tape out there. Uh, they say that about the NFL all the time. I think it's true now in college basketball too. I mean, if, if this is a bad team, but uh, and this is a bad team, 
And I think that there are coaches out there that see there is some talent here and they're ready to strike. And Battle would be one of those guys. I mean, would he want to go back close? He's a New Jersey guy. Hillside, New Jersey, it says. You know, what if Rick Pitino came after him at St. John's? Or uh, is Seton Hall? You know, uh, what if um, maybe he doesn't want to go back there? I have no idea. But, uh, you know, th- this, is a, uh, this, is the, this is the world we're in now. And so you gotta you got to figure out how to navigate it one way or the other. And your football team, at least from the outside looking in, got poached in, in, in more than it ever has this past year because of how bad they were. And I, I think when you look across the sports, uh, particularly football and basketball, uh, losing just it kills you and guys wanting to enter and, and try and go elsewhere. And, guys, it, it, it's harder for, for young men and young ladies today to, to realize things are going to get better and they think grass is always greener approach. I mean, if, if Caleb has to do that, that will be his fourth school in, in five years, Derek. Yeah. Um, that's, that's again, it's that's, a new that's thing. A, it's a new thing that's happening, though, isn't it? I mean, yeah, we've seen it. I mean, that guy, uh, Teddy Buckets, they went against in the NCAA tournament. A few yeah. years ago in Mexico City, he was like at six schools or something like that. Yeah. So it's it's the world we're in. It's his prerogative if he wants to do that. Like, I can't I can't prove it. I would not recommend, and maybe this is the homer in me talking, I'll, I'll be self-evident about that, but I, typically that's not uh, it's not something you want to do. You don't want to be known as that guy, and then, like, most, most guys would tell you. I mean, Matt played professionally. I don't think he wanted to be, if he could choose, he probably would have wanted to just stay in one spot in the NFL side of things, and I know college is a little different, but I would think that if you start a university, you want to finish there. That was my goal uh, when I got to the U of A. I don't know. I grew up there. and I wanted to go to school there, but uh, it's just college sports has just changed so much. And uh, him and that, this roster turnover, it's going to be it's going to be pretty crazy next year, and it will be fast too. There will be mutual decisions made, also, Derek. That. Yep. The coaches are like, hey, it's it's best if you go elsewhere this next season. Well, it happened last year, uh, and it's going to yep. happen again. Absolutely. Uh, a text, and then we got a call here before we hit the break, uh, because uh, Robbie uh, texted on the McCarty you know, hotline. Uh, you know, he, um, he used the transfer to come from Temple to Arkansas. Wouldn't he have to sit out? Well, I mean, right now, can the NCAA even enforce any of that sit-out transfer stuff? Like, I don't think they have any power whatsoever right now. So I'm pretty sure you can do whatever you want. Uh, it doesn't seem like there's uh, anything they can really do other than, you know, someone can sign off on all of the uh, different banners and stuff that they'll print and for the March Madness coming up here. You know, all the stuff in the arena and the court and all that stuff. But and as far as uh, player eligibility goes, I don't think they have much left that they are able to do according to the courts uh, anymore. So I don't yeah, know. I don't do. know how that would play out. They just struck down the uh, the limited transfer that now it's multi-time or whatever, and I'd, I'd have to go back to the specific case. But Kayla for Kayla Battle, for example, was a grad transfer, so he can he can transfer at will now. Yeah. Uh, prior to that change in the ruling, now that there's that change, uh, you can transfer. And there was some like asterisk, like if it gets uh, overturned, then you won't have that year of eligibility or something. But pretty pretty. It's pretty understood, understood that you can just transfer willy nilly, and there don't seem to be any repercussions. Which, in the long run, there are going to be repercussions for some, and then some will be better off. And uh, again, Arkansas is not the only school that's doing with, dealing with this. I just wonder, as I brought up earlier, will there be will will that uh, program be flushed with funds, or will it be lacking from what it maybe has the last two years based on this year's uh, lack of success? All right, Patrick in Fort Smith's with us here uh, on the McClarty You Know Hotline. Hi, Patrick. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, I have um, 
Um, I went to that game last night, and um, um, one of my questions for y'all is um, they had a good look at the three-pointer there to tie it, but um, just came a little short. Um, they put Pinion right towards the end of the game. Uh, should they put him in a little sooner than that? Or give me your concern on that, and I'll hear your comment. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, that is – that's the, the you know the the last play of the game there. The thing that really uh, bothered me was the fact that they put in you know, all those guards in a must rebound situation. And what happened? They didn't get a rebound. You got two misses at the free throw line by Vanderbilt, and you don't get the rebound. And then you foul the guy and he gets an and one. I mean, it was the that was a total disastrous sequence right there where you've got you've got the game right there. It shouldn't have come down to you know three seconds. You need a three pointer or four seconds or whatever it was. Um, just uh, situationally, there's just a lot to be desired with uh, with this entire group, this entire season, coaching staff, players, all of it included. It's been uh, it's been a nightmare at times. And you kind of alluded to it there, Derek. I mentioned the player changes, both uh, like their decision and the coach's decision. What about Muss's decision on this coaching staff? There's oh, been yeah. a lot of turnover recently. Um, there were some guys added, elevated when the the change of rule when it went from three assistant coaches to six. Uh, what does that look like next year? Um, I don't. Again, I'm not in that locker room. I'm not in that uh, the Eddie Sutton practice facility. But one of the things that coaches have to have on their ro- on their uh, their their coaching roster is guys that can stand up to and be like, "No, Eric, we need to do this," or "No, like you need to look at this," no. and they actually respect and value those opinions. I don't know if he has that. He no. might. Like I might I might be overlooking Keith Smart. I might be overlooking someone else on that roster in terms of coaches. But that is so important to have someone that will push back that it's not like just and I know the head coach is like a dictator to a certain extent, but you have to have someone that's in your corner that's willing to present another option so it's not just groupthink with any ideology when it comes to the coaching side of things. A totalitarian leader doesn't work. You've got to have other opinions. Now, ultimately, the decision is yours. You are, you have the, uh, you know, I hate to reference this guy, but like Chad Morris said, he has one more vote than everybody else. Yeah. But ultimately, like, it is a very healthy and productive environment to have different opinions and not have one person saying, well, we're doing it this way. And that's the way it is. It is, that is not a, uh, in today's world, I don't think that's a healthy environment. Like, you know, both Shim Beckler and Woody Hayes aren't walking through that door anymore. Like that, that doesn't work anymore. It's more of a collective. And you know, yes, you have to make the final decision as the head coach on stuff. But I mean, I if I'm doing this job, you know, Ty, if I'm doing any job with any kind of uh, authority, I'm sur- I know I'm not the smartest person in the room. So I want to surround myself. I need help. I want people that are that are smarter than me at this area or that area or whatever and be like, look, okay, what, what do we need to do defensively here? Or what do you think about our, our post player or whatever it is? Like, you got to that, – that's what I would do. I, I know I'm not the smartest person. So I would definitely so, uh, look look for help. So is, is that why Tommy hired guys like me and you? Are we the outliers in this, uh, <laughs> in this situation? <laughs> I don't know. Um I, I mean, I guess uh, nobody else picked up the phone. Is why we got uh, why we got hired. I don't know. All I right. just aced the interview, Derek. I didn't have any substance behind it. It was all uh, it. a facade, and uh, luckily, it's uh, it, it was Tommy's mistake. All almost six years later, they has to deal with <laughs> each and every day.
This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.